I'm Tricia Bannon, co-portfolio manager of our disciplined equity strategy and head of equities at CIBC Private Wealth. This will be the first of four podcasts discussing potential sector implications given different election outcomes. Joining me today is Phil Lorenz, a senior equity analyst at CIBC Private Wealth covering technology. So let's just start right in. Phil, what do you see as the biggest issues facing technology companies as it relates to the upcoming election? Two of the larger issues facing the technology sector today where the election could be a factor are regulatory oversight and trade policies with China. I'll talk about the regulatory issues first. We all recall back in July when the House Judiciary Committee on Antitrust interrogated several of the big tech CEOs. The Republican members of this committee tended to focus on bias by the social media companies, and the Democratic members tended to mostly focus on anti-competitive and privacy issues. The risk of big tech companies with a Democratic president and or Senate majority would be increased pressure on these companies to change how they conduct business, or more damaging, forcing them to divest some of their businesses that are believed to be unfairly linked together. It's also clear that we could see more pressure on these companies to ensure users' privacy, which would result in increased costs to these tech companies. A couple things to note on these regulatory issues. The European Union has been investigating big tech since 2015 and has even imposed some fines and forced changes on their businesses. But neither of these has caused any real impact, such as market share losses. Second, the antitrust laws in this country are currently designed to protect the consumer. Besides certain personal privacy issues on social media apps, which have been somewhat addressed by these companies, the consumer has really benefited from big tech companies. Who doesn't like their e-commerce goods arriving at their doorstep in a day or so, or the map apps on their phones helping them get to where they want to go? So it may be difficult to actually impose any meaningful change on these companies as the laws are written today. And finally, it will likely be tied up in legislation and litigation before any material changes are imposed. So we're clearly watching these issues unfold, but at this point, we don't see any material impacts to the stocks. In regards to trade policies with China, we know that the current administration has imposed tariffs on two-thirds of Chinese imports. They've moved to curb Chinese investments in the United States, and they've made it illegal to purchase certain Chinese technology where privacy and security are viewed to be a risk and pressured allies to do the same. Most recently, there are impending proposals to prohibit the sale of equipment to China that would allow them to continue to develop their own semiconductor industry. Under the current administration, we expect the pressure on China to be maintained and even increased, although we expect the situation to remain dynamic. It's not entirely clear what Joe Biden's policy against China will be, but most experts expect him to continue to put pressure on China as it relates to trade, especially if it relates to protecting the American worker and rebuilding American industries, which means that the tariffs will likely remain in place. His policy on pressuring the Chinese technology industry is unclear. Can you talk about taxes? In the event of a Biden win, how will his proposed tax increases impact the technology sector? Taxes is the issue in this election that is clearly an unambiguous negative for the sector. Most notably, Biden has proposed a 28% federal corporate tax rate, up from 21% currently, and the establishment of a corporate minimum tax of 15% on companies generating pre-tax book income above $100 million. There are a couple of other tax changes proposed by Biden, specifically taxing the income earned 
of the intellectual property by companies overseas affiliates at a higher rate, but these will have a lesser impact. So you really can't talk elections without mentioning spending. Any thoughts on either climate issues or any other government spending priorities? So many of the big tech companies have made pledges to reduce their carbon footprints, including even investing in things like putting their data centers deep into the ocean where the servers and storage will be cooled by the cold ocean water without having to rely on electricity to cool this equipment that runs very hot. But otherwise, we don't see any issues related to climate change for the tech sector. In terms of government investment, the tech sector could benefit quite a bit from a change in administration. Biden has proposed to invest $300 billion in R&D in newer technologies, and it will, it will seek to invest in industries such as advanced materials, health and medicine, biotechnology, clean energy, auto, aerospace, telecommunications. And as it relates to technology specifically, we could see an increase in investment in government subsidies in electric vehicles, 5G, and artificial intelligence. And then on top of that, there's a $20 billion proposal to provide broadband technology and services to rural communities. Well, thank you, Phil, for your insights. I'd like to conclude with a reminder that the election outcomes, policy, and spending initiative are just some of the factors that are inputs in determining if a company is a good investment. Our investment disciplines and our equity strategies seek to identify defensible business models, attractive long-term growth prospects, all within a diversified portfolio. Thank you for listening. For more on this and other topics, subscribe to this podcast and visit wealth.us.cibc.com. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, and CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group, LLC, and the Private Wealth Division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Contents expressed are current as of the date of this publication and may change without notice.